Listening Dog Media. The Hot Mess Mum. The mum most likely to send her kids to school in regular clothes on non-school uniform day. The mum who forgets to sign the permission slip for school trips. The mum who has probably put leftovers in her kids' lunchbox on more than one occasion. But most importantly, the Hot Mess Mum is actually rocking it and is doing a far better job than even she thinks. Please welcome our Hot Mess Mums, telling it as it is, Kelly and Jenny Powell. It is the Hot Mess Mums Club podcast. I'm Kelly Pegg. And I'm Jenny Powell, and I'm so pleased because we've managed to grab this Hot Mess Mums song. Not literally, but it's taken a while because he's very busy. It's Simon Rimmer. I'm slightly apprehensive. I've I've known you very, very, very many years, Jenny Powell, and I've always thought yours full of mischief. (laughs) <laughs> oh, there you go, everyone. So, yeah, you're in for a one hell of a ride. No, I was thinking I was going to give you a big intro, so I thought the man who loves food, football and fancy footwork, but I thought that's really nothing, such a cliche. So I'm you still did it. I still did it, you see, I just have to get it. And I've written it down, for God's sake. That's my research. Thanks to everyone who's nominated a mum to win with Swan this Christmas. We've had hundreds of incredible entries and next week we'll be revealing who is our hero mum of 2020. Keep listening to find out more details and visit swanbrand.co.uk to check out some of their amazing products. The Hot Mess Mums, Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. I want to tell everyone how we met because um, obviously you have now well surpassed um, all the accolades that you can possibly have in television and um, broadcasting and cookery and restaurants, etc., and books. Um, but, you know, you came from humble beginnings because I remember walking into this brand new little restaurant. It was very clean and um, it was very sort of uh, modern for, for that age. It was like 1990-ish. Yeah. And I went to go and see my mate in Didsbury, which is, um, if for anyone who doesn't know, it's in it's sort of South Manchester. Uh, and uh, you, it was your restaurant, Green's. And I went, you were really chatty and really friendly, slightly flirty. And I went, um... No, I can't believe that for a second. Right, now listen to this. I went, you should be on the TV. (laughs) Boom. Did I not say that, Simon? You you actually did. You really, really did. Wow. And I said, yeah, go on. I'm talking too much. It's actually true. And I I genuinely have never harboured any ambition to kind of be on telly. Um, and then a few years later, we ended up doing something on telly. It was the second bit of telly I'd ever done, um, I did with you. What was that? Uh, it was something for Granada Reports. It was a thing um, where we, we went, I had to go shopping in Asda with the family and I had to do their, their normal kind of shopping kind of list and then make something that was more exciting. Um, and, then, and you were kind of, you know, you were, you were hosting it. And that was it. That was, that was how it started. See? Oh, so it's really down to you, Jenny, that he's on TV. Absolutely. And every time I see people and they go, oh, yeah, I've just been with Simon Rimmer. I say, you know what? He wouldn't have been in this business if it wasn't for me. I mean, (laughs) 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 but um, what intrigues me, Simon, is that you you actually, when you bought Greens, you didn't really know much about food at all, did you? No, I mean, I'd never been a chef when I was a student. So so my background is um, I've got a degree in fashion textile design um, and I worked for five years as a freelance designer. I used to lecture on degree courses um, and various bits and pieces. But when I was a student, I'd always worked in hospitality. I'd always been anything from a glass collector, kitchen porter, waiter, general kitchen assistant. And I'd always loved the industry. Um, my background had always been quite 
foodie, not professionally, but my mum's a great cook. My dad always cooked and still does, you know, and you sort of think growing up in the 70s, not many dads cooked no. back then. So, mm. so my dad did. Then my dad's mum was Italian, so she was a fantastic cook. I mean, that's very cliche, isn't it? But you know what I mean? She was. Um, and my mum's mum was an amazing baker. To this day, the, the image and the taste in my head of my nan's apple pie is still there. It's one of the, still the greatest apple pie ever. I've never managed to emulate it. So I think I'd always been interested in food. My mum's a fantastic cook. So it almost kind of wasn't as well, but you're right. I mean, we opened Greens on the 26th of September, 1990, literally with two cookery books and no idea what we were doing. Wow. <laughs> Incredible, <laughs> isn't it? And what, you know, what, what does it, I mean, to, to have, to be so bold, you know, you've certainly got a pair, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, think, but I think the thing is, I think that when you're young, you're you're kind of a bit ignorant and a bit arrogant rather than being particularly rather than particularly having a pair. I think like, you know, some of business partners, some of business partner now. We just thought, yeah, you know what, we could probably do this. And I, I think that it's only when you look back you go, What were we thinking? Yeah. I and mean, also the industry was very different then. It wasn't anywhere near as sophisticated and complex and competitive. So the only thing we had going for us really that our food at first was a bit crap. Um, but we were nice. And I think that good yeah. service wasn't something that we did particularly well in Britain back then. Um, and that, yeah, that was, think, you know, we, 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 we were just dead friendly. I think that's it. It was very unusual and really refreshing to go into a restaurant back then in the 90s, the early 90s, um, and sort of recognise and relate to a maitre d', a front of house, per, you know, uh, because before that, things just got shoved, up, shoved on your table and there was no real rapport or relationship with um, yeah. you know the restaurateurs but you kind of introduced that before the food <laughs> yeah well I think we did and I think also what we also wanted to do because also back then it was always regarded as being like you know something that you did by default it was never a career it's what you did because you couldn't do anything else fact when we'd had greens for about two maybe three years and like we won a few awards and we were kind of doing well and Sam and I we went to Ikea to buy some shelving and we bumped into a girl that Simon was at school with. And so, like, you know, we were dead proud of what we were doing. She goes, oh, you know, so a long time to see what you're doing these days. Oh, yeah, I've got a restaurant, blah, 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 blah. And she listened to our story about what we'd done. And this girl stood there and she went, oh, what a shame with all those qualifications you've got. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> back then, that was it. Oh, you know, my God. Had, yeah. If you you need to one. bump into her now. I was going to say, I bet when she sees you on Sunday brunch, she doesn't say that anymore. But oh my god! Exactly. So we sort of like um, I came on. I presented with Sunday brunch, with, didn't I? Once we did some for the weekend when we. Were, oh, was it something for the weekend? Yeah, when it was on the BBC. Yeah. yeah, I never came back. Why is that? Don't know. But we got in big trouble after you've been on. Oh, what? Oh God! Oh well, no! So, what did so she do? So, well, so when Jen was on, I mean, and we talked about, you know, what have you done in the week kind of thing. And, you know, Jim would say what he'd done. I'd say what I'd done. And Jen said, oh, I had colonic irrigation, you know, like she does. <laughs> so, so, so then, so then of course, yeah. So then Tim and I started questioning about it. Anyway, so we just did. And afterwards, we got absolutely, we got torn apart by our executive producer. Because <sighs> said, that's not appropriate behavior on a, on a Sunday morning. Oh, we no. thought it was funny. See, yeah. we were break I was breaking the mould, but it was just a little bit too early. 
back in the day, <laughs> yeah. a bit too early, and it was the BBC. And yeah. I've never really had a job on the BBC since. There you go. 935 9.35 on a Sunday morning, back in whatever it was. And yeah, talking about, graphically talking about chronic irrigation. Oh, God, Jen. It's only got your best career move, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we love Sunday brunch, um, and and it's been do- I mean, it's been going for a long time. And I know you guys always joke every time the TV awards come up because those two on ITV win everything. Well, there's four that win everything on that channel. But your partnership with Tim and your chemistry, you know, and everything that makes it sort of so special, I guess, is is one of the reasons why everyone loves it really. And it's unusual to have two guys. To yeah, have in that. We, it is because they yeah, normally do well, the stereotype, don't they? Female man, you know, hosting and. Well, when we when we start, when we were doing something for the weekend, so I at the time I was really just cooking. So there'd be Tim, and originally it was Amanda Hamilton, and it was Louise Redknapp, yeah. and I was in the kitchen. But very quickly, Tim and I became close friends. We, you know, similar backgrounds, kids of a similar age, like the same things. Don't take ourselves too seriously, but serious about what we do, and people liked it. And then also quite early on. We made, we consciously made the decision that we would have a positive relationship. So quite often, and this sounds very technical and a bit kind of bit Kelly Tosser, mm-hmm. um, but quite often male partnerships in telly are quite competitive in yeah. quite a negative way. You know what I mean? I'm better yeah. than you. You know, mm-hmm. I can wheel up the wall higher than you kind of thing. And we decided that we wouldn't do that, that we would happily take the mickey out of each other, but nobody else was allowed to. And we would also be very supportive. And I suppose in a very different, I'm not remotely comparing us to Martin Deck, but that's what they do. Their yeah. male partnership is a very positive male relationship. And so we made the decision that we would do that. And I think that's sort of been, I sound like that we are genuinely very, very close friends. I think that's been a really good um, policy, if you like, really, that we'd always support each other. Mm. I mean, I think it's always having been in TV and always having like been taking the female role and always being partnered up with someone. It's very unusual to just land two people together because quite often you're not auditioned together. You're not, yeah. you know, the casting is sort of a bit random, really. So for you two to be put together the way you were and to have such an amazing rapport and relationship that works so well on telly as two guys is, is really commendable. And um, I think also, because it's not contrived and it's the real deal, um, you know, it, you, you, do you love each other? And is Tim a good yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, Tim, would, Tim would hate the fact that I'm saying that word because we're very, very different. You know me, I'm all kind of jazz hands and please like me. He's very, <laughs> very different. You know, Tim, Tim is very sort of, is very sound off in, in, in a lovely way. But I do, I love him to bits. You know, we, we value each other's opinion. I've got the same mug as you, Jen. Yeah, I love it. Do you get me an Altrium? It's really no, but I got it. I got it in London. It's really nice, that. Yeah, because it's really sort of. It's got a thin rim, mug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And Uh-oh. we're off. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Oh. It feels nice in your mouth, Jen. Is that what you say? Yeah. If it's, I don't like it when it's really thick. I like it to be really fine round here, and it has to be a yeah. certain sort of like. We're gonna have to change the name of this episode. I think to something else. <laughs> What were we saying? Yeah, I do. So, you know, we, we have yeah. a great relationship. And I think also that uh, we also want it to be about other people. People sort of say, you know, is it really hard work? Well, do you, and do you mind when guests take over? Honestly, when guests take over, it's the best thing. You know yourself, Jen, if you're doing live yeah. telly and you've got a long run, 
if somebody oh, yeah. talk with the hind leg of a donkey, it's dead easy. You mm. sit there and nod. Where yeah. like, you know, if we're having to work hard, then it's yeah. much, much harder. So, you know, we, we I, I think our show has got more in common with a radio show a lot of the time than it does with a telly show. Yes, yeah. it's very, it's very laid back, you know, it, and we're very lucky that Channel 4 allow us to mess around. And we've got a great team, which is obviously the key to it. Like, you know, Paddy and Nell, who are our two executives, it's just fantastic. You know, they, they get our sense of humour and they know what will make us laugh and they know how to push our buttons in the right way. So, yeah, we're, we're dead lucky. Guess wise who has been kind of some of your favourites? I know you had Noddy Holder on recently. <laughs> Wow. And you were quite excited. But I've sat on his knee years ago. My I did, yeah. I've got my picture with him and everything. I was so excited. But um, obviously, you, <laughs> you had him on. There's a name for that. Um, no, I'm joking. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, I was 24. Um, okay. Who's been your highlight? And who maybe would you say has been, maybe you've got so excited about it, but it wasn't quite, you know, what you expected? <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's, there's so many. Um, so someone who really surprised me, first of all, was Michael Ball. I never met Michael Ball. Um, I didn't have an opinion of him. I didn't think, you know, whether I kind of liked him or whatever. He was the most amazing guest. So, uh, I mean, you must know. You, you must yes. know. You must have, yeah. Yes. So yes, Michael Ball, <laughs> he, if, he, if he did this now, if he was doing this podcast now, and then you asked him back in a year's time, and during the podcast, you mentioned the fact that, that your daughter was going to the dentist. He would genuinely remember, oh, how do you just get on the dentist in today? And it, right. it's a year later. And so by the end of the first time he'd been on the show, he knew pretty much the names of everybody on the floor, runners, soundies, mm. whatever, um, and just filled the room with joy. He's one of the most joyous human beings. He, he was a real surprise. And we came out of that show thinking, wow, that was so lovely. So he, he was amazing. Um, and then Phil Collins was just a delight. You know, here is like a proper icon, one of the most famous British music artists ever. Came in with his mate, not with a manager or anything, was just wandering around. It was in our old studio. Um, in the old studio, then you just used to go and make yourself a cup of coffee, basically. You get a runner to go and do, and it was just like in the reception area. I was just wandering around. There's Phil Collins making a brew. I said, you all right, Phil? And he goes, yeah, he goes, it's all right if I have another cup of tea, because I have had one. You think, so he he was a delight and then I suppose then the one who I was so excited about and then uh, through my own fault of being overawed by it was Natalie Imbruglia who was even even more beautiful in real life and I just I just turned into like a a stuttering 14 year old boy (laughs) you know it was was that that was that was awful I see Belinda Carlisle on the other side, I was telling her, she was really nice, but she is very, very stunning. She's got a real presence, Belinda. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, make, she makes you look musically slightly reserved, Jen. You know, she's kind of, she's possibly, <laughs> she's possibly more flirtatious than you are, Jenny Pyle. <laughs> and, and, and she just came and sort of leant on the kitchen and said, so you must be Simon. What are you cooking for me? I said, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. But we just, and then like c- c- returning guests, and Vic Reeves and Bob Mortimer are always just beyond funny. The, the, the first time they were on, to this day, I think possibly the yeah. best line anyone has ever said on, uh, on Sunday brunch was we were talking about like normal things, like, you know, so do you both cook? And um, Bob Mortimer says, I don't really, he said, but Vic does. Vic cooks a lot of me. He said, what was that? Didn't you cook me last week that was made with the headache of a swan? And to this day, I just think. 
that sums up them. So yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're blessed with amazing guests. Yeah. Our hot mess mums telling it like it is. Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. Our competition to win a massive £2,000 voucher with Swan is now over. We've had hundreds of incredible entries and next week we'll be revealing who is our hero mum of 2020. Last week we spent the day with Swan alongside our friend Lindsay, Queen of Glean. You'll be able to listen to our full chat with her very soon, but... Here's a taster. Wise words from you. Thanks. Because do you know what? I do say no now. It's sometimes it's like, do you know what? I don't need to do that. I don't mm -hmm. need to keep saying yes and yeah. doing stuff for everybody else all of the time. Absolutely. So you did really help in that respect. So yeah. I've just drawn it in. I've just literally laid back a bit more. And I'm not a laid back person. It's like, what's going on? Mm. It is a bit weird. And that must it's have, a good feeling. And I bet everyone in the family's noticed that Oh, well. yeah, because my kids aren't on edge anymore. Because it rubs can off. sit on the sofa. Yeah. <laughs> He does have to stand up, stand up with his bare feet because he's not allowed to have his socks or his shoes on. And everyone can relax a bit. Oh, we love Lindsay. Don't forget to visit swanbrand.co.uk to check out some of their amazing products. Kelly Pegg, Jenny Powell, Hot Mess Mums. <laughs> So um, you, you say, you know, it's been, it's been, it's hard work doing that show. It's every weekend, it's live. It's, you know, you're going up and down from Manchester. Um, and of course, you know, you've got the kids at home. Um, how, Flo, where's Flo now? Is she still at uni? So she's she? just finished show. So Flo's oh, she's 22. Finished. She's 23 next week. So she's oh, wow. Uni. Right. So, she, so her plans have gone a little bit awry, really. Uh, yeah. So long term, she wants to end up working in the staffed industry. She wants to do something within sort of media. Yeah. Um, but her plan was her and her friend were going to go to South America in March. Right. Um, oh. But that's looking incredibly unlikely. Mm. Um, so at the moment, she's just started working at the Con Club in Alty. Oh, right. Perfect. So she, oh. So she, again, like me, through her degree, she's worked in hospitality all the time. Sometimes she's worked for me. She's worked in places in London when she was down at uni. And so now she's just, she's just working. So yeah. she doesn't, and then she's just started applying for telly jobs. I think she's realised that, you know, this travel isn't going to happen. So now she's just trying to get a foot in the door with yeah. telly. And, and obviously, being her dad, I'm trying to help. Yeah. Well, yeah. And you do a good job. What about Hamish? Because he's... So Hamish is 17. So yeah. he has got A-levels uh, next year. But it's tough, yeah, isn't it? It's difficult. I was going to say, so how's he coping? And how are you... Because it's this whole new thing with older kids where, you know, it's like another job because, you know, you've, you've got to keep your eye on them all the time, I think, with yeah. mental health. Yeah, yeah. And, of course and I'm finding it bad enough for me. The what? They've missed six months of school, haven't they? Yeah. So, you know, that, that's kind of tricky. He doesn't think he's going to go to uni. He thinks he's okay. going to do an apprentice back degree, uh, something in finance. That he's, cool. he's always liked money. And I just think, you know, he, he's, he doesn't have a passion for any subject. Mm -hmm. And he's sort of sensibly sort of saying, well, if we go to uni, I'm going to uni to kind of go out rather than to do anything else. I mm -hmm. can do that, you know, wherever I am. So who knows? I mean, you know, six months is a long time when you're 17, you know? Yeah, yeah. So did you, I mean, I look back and I was doing so many shows at one point and I felt like I did miss out on, you know, Christmas Eve, not Christmas Eve, but like birthdays or whatever with mm. the kids. And do you look back as a dad, because mums are always moaning, right? Working mums are always complaining. And I'm the first to say, I'm saying, oh, I missed out on, you know, so much of a childhood. And I was always away doing travel shows. And, you know, I wasn't a good, but do you feel that as a dad? Yeah, big time. Um, and I think, I think the only thing you can you can show yourself with really is the fact that whilst um, I miss out on loads of stuff, the kids' life is the kids' life. Yeah. You know they they've had a nice life. I like to sort of feel I've maybe hopefully I've done kind of quality over 
yeah, quality over quantity. Um, but yeah, I look back and think, you know, yeah, like you say, birthday parties. But sometimes it's not even your own kids' birthday parties, is it? It's being no. a, a kid's birthday party with all your mates and so all the parents are having a few wines. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm kind of working. So I think there's that kind of thing. And I think there's times when, like, you know, Ali has felt like a single parent. And that, I think that's kind of, that's quite tough. Um, but I, I think you can look back all the time and regret, can't you? The kids have got a nice size, better opportunities than I ever had. And like I say, we've, we've done amazing things. But yeah, I think in an ideal world, you go, I wish you'd been around more, definitely. Can't have everything, Simon. You can't have everything. No. Exactly. Exactly. How did they feel when you did Strictly? Because, you know, that was a huge... It's, I think it's probably harder for guys when they take part in that show because for the women, I think, you know, the male professionals lead. So they kind of can throw them around a bit and make them look good. But I think when it's the guys, you're kind of out there on your own, aren't you? And if you've got kids, you're going to worry how they're going to see you on there. So how did that work with you and, and your two? So, so my two, so I did Strictly when Flo was just starting uni. So um, Flo said, I think I'm going to use mum's surname rather than yours so that nobody <laughs> questions the fact that I might be your daughter. Bear in mind, I can't dance and I've proved that quite, quite readily on Strictly. And Hamish's exact text to me when I revealed that I was kind of doing it was, thanks dad, you've just ruined my social life. <laughs> no. but, but, but the being like when I was doing it then they were dead supportive I mean it, it's, it's a great thing to do I'm amazed you haven't done it Jen yeah, we've said she should do it, it. I don't think. I'm amazed you haven't done it I can't, yeah I'd love to do it yeah I always wanted to be a dancer as well so um, but you know maybe one day maybe one day when um, if I can still you know fit into those little sequin numbers oh, oh god please. yes oh here we go I know yeah, yeah, yeah. you know middle <laughs> spread coming no it's not my friends they're all like they die when i say how old she is they're like no she's not what the what's her i get asked all the time what's her secret we get dms on our instagram page what's her secret how does she look like that and i don't know she doesn't tell us sleep it's sleep (laughs) nana naps yoga funnily enough yeah yoga but sleep as well because i have to have a nana nap and i always go on about it but i know someone else who likes a little kip in the afternoon oh my god simon i i I love a nana nap I always have. I, honestly, I, 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 I'll be honest with you. I had little 20 minutes before this. Oh, I, God, I, I a, dream. I, I had a morning toddler nap this morning. Um, so, I, was supposed, I was supposed to have um, a Zoom meeting a, a, an hour before you guys, and it got cancelled. So I'd been boxing this morning. I was a bit kind of knackered. So I just sat on the sofa and just shut my eyes. It was really nice. It's and the way forward, isn't it? So, yeah, but yeah. you two, your kids are yeah, older, I'll so you too. can do it, you see. I'm... St- I, I am not how old are you, chaos. How old are your kids? They're old seven kids? and two and a half. So it's, yeah. I've been up, I was up until three in the morning with my son last night. He was wired, yeah. wide awake and wouldn't sleep. So uh, was, there's me well, and him and his brother. As soon as you can, then, then nana napping is what you need to do. It, it's on the, the list. Yeah. It's the future. Again, do, do, how, how long do you nap for? Oh, I can easily do an hour, easy, if not more, but an hour. I I try to keep it to like half an hour because obviously, you know, I've got stuff to do. But um, as I've got older, I don't know about you, the guilt just fades, the guilt just falls away. And if I want an hour, I'll have it. Do not. Yeah, no, I don't have any guilty. You look good for your age as well, to be fair. Ah, bless you. You do. Yeah. Well, 37 minutes is my optimum nap time, I find. (laughs) I find that I'll go I'll go to sleep and I'll find that I'll wake up and it's 37 minutes it's really bizarre really 
Is that yeah, for everything? Yeah, yeah. So you've got times on everything you do and how long things last? Everything, Jen. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> oh, oh God. What? <laughs> you two? Uh, uh, just chat. This you, is know, you do know that you're engaged and that he's married, don't you? I do yeah. just get that in there. No, but we're just flirty mates. It's what I is isn't it? Very flirty. <laughs> I have male mates. We don't flirt like this. Wow. Yeah, no, it, it, it answers the question you had, Jen, about eight minutes. Okay. <laughs> In answer to your question, Simon, I'm too tired. <laughs> so what I do love, Simon, about um, some of the admissions you make is that at home, everyone thinks probably you put on this amazing spread and, you know, everyone sits around the table and has this fancy meal. But you're pickers, aren't you? You're, nip and, you're sort of pickers and buffet type people oh, yeah. at home which is what, what I am, and I get told off for it. You know, about yeah. family unit, units sitting around, and, and I would have thought, you know, someone like you would have been like that, but no. I mean, I, lo I love cooking for people, but I think, you know, it, bear in mind, most of the time, I'm at work. Yeah. You know, people, people assume, like, oh, you watch junior shit on something. I'm in restaurants. I own 12 restaurants, for God's sake. You know, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm not in the kitchen as much as I used to be, but I'm still, I still sort of work quite a lot. So, yeah, but I, I just, I love, I love food. And nobody ever invites me round. And when oh. they do... Oh, no. I bet they hate it, though. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you yeah. would, I would. You'd just be, you would be really worried, though, wouldn't you, if you were... Do you know what I mean? Who wants to cook for a, for a celebrity chef? <laughs> yeah, because I, I could happily come round to yours and have beans on toast. I'd be made up just because I'm not having to do it. Yeah, but and I'd feel like a failure. You'd, you know, no, you would. No. It, Isn't honestly, that awful, though? So no one it. invites you round for tea? Jenny very would... rarely. Yeah. When Martin very, very foul. Rarely. <laughs> Sorry, Martin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Going down the road. God. But <laughs> ten minutes your house, Jen. <laughs> Thirty seconds anyway. But um yeah, so you do your, your buffets and your but what's the ideal sort of meal for you then? What do you I know this is a boring question, sorry, but a lot of people do want to know because our, our mums and our dads, we want to know. Yeah. So if I if, if I'm going to cook for say if I if I was going to cook for the family or, or for or for you guys then yeah. I would do lots of different things. Um, I do loads of salads. I love salads. I love kind of fresh flavours. I like kind of mm. lemony zingy things. A bit of acidity in anything you do just lifts your taste buds. Right. Um, I do loads of fish. Um, I've got this amazing new barbecue that smokes things. I've become obsessed with. I smoke feta. I smoke halloumi. I smoke beetroot the other week. Uh, I smoke some carrots. So all those kind of flavours I really, really like. And then we're coming into, uh, autumn is my favourite time of year. So you've got all the beautiful things like breakfast. Sorry, I've just got a really funny picture of you with a carrot. Smoking a carrot. I'm just smoking a carrot. Yeah, that, that's obviously what I mean, Jen. <laughs> See what I mean? Carry on, carry on. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah so, and then, so like all the kind of, all the autumn flavours are beautiful. Anything that's yeah. kind of slow cooked. I like big pieces of meat that you slow cook and they sort of, you know, they fall apart. That, yeah. That's my kind of dream, really. So I, lots of different flavours. I'd hate just to put a plate of food in front of you. And that'd be it. I want you to be able to pick up lots of different things. Okay. Oh, I like that. Yeah, Kelly's quite, yeah. she's a good cook. She'll never admit it, but she is. So um, she'll be, she'll be taking that on board. Thing Tell the best thing, thing I cook. Oh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I do a good spaghetti. My kids love my spag bowl that I do from scratch and I do all my soups from scratch. My daughter loves my tomato soup. You're going to hate me though. I do use a bit of Jamie Oliver. 
I, All right. which, I need which to get bit of him? Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know? So when I met my husband, right, he was rubbish. So he had he thought what, just know, rubbish or cooking. Yeah. So oh. never <laughs> at, he never at all. <laughs> Bless him. He didn't like like restaurants and things like that. And he and he, his sort of idea of dinner was smash. You know the mashed potato in the. Yeah. Yeah, and I was I was in real trouble. I thought this is not good. We're going to sort him out because I don't. I love going out and eating at nice places, and I love food. So um, I bought him Jamie Oliver's Ministry of Food, and it changed his changed him. It was a game changer. Mm. He cooks roast dinners. He'll That's do cool. uh, lasagnas, and he just got into it and loved it. I think Jamie Oliver is, has been more important in terms of men cooking than anybody else, possibly in history. Because I think that he just kind of made it kind of, you know, just a, a really cool thing to do. And I think the way he does it, I think, I think Jamie's amazing. I really, really mm. do. Oh, that's nice. Because I bet in the chefing world, I know you were saying about TV, but actually in the chefing world, it's quite competitive as well, isn't it? Like, yeah, you I know. think it's changed a bit. I think it used to be. I think there, and, and I think there is still a certain level where people that are kind of a bit one-upmanshipy. But I think there's a new breed of, of say, the likes of me. And Tom Kerridge is a prime example. You know, uh, Tom yeah. is such a great advocate of kind of like making sure that we're all in this together. And mm. I think there has been a change over the last year. Not that I'm remotely put myself in the same category as Tom, but just in terms of the way in which the industry is, he's made it far more kind of welcoming and cosy and arm around the shoulder rather than going, yeah, well, I'm better than you kind of thing. And it, it's just, uh, so just Christmas nice. is right around the corner. So we've got to ask you, obviously, what's Christmas dinner like in your household? What are your absolute favourite things? And do you do all the cooking? Um, so, uh, so Christmas used to be, it used to be a three-way thing. So one year it'd be my mum, one year it'd be my sister, one year it'd be me. Uh, now it tends to, well, my mum, now my mum and dad, mum and dad are getting old now, so it's either my sister or myself. But I like doing it, I would do it every year. Um, but it becomes now so different. It used to be, you get your turkey, you get your veg, get on with it. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, and here's your warning to you as your kids get older, Cal. Just don't indulge them. Just tell them what they have to do. So, so I think Christmas, I failed on that. Yeah. <laughs> so Christmas, Christmas is us four. So uh, my two kids, I'm a sister, her husband, her son, and then uh, and then my mum and dad. So uh, my mum, my dad, myself, my sister will quite happily have turkey, and then Hamish every year wants um, steak and lobster for Christmas dinner. <laughs> Good taste. Um, Flo was veggie until two years ago. Now she's kind of back eating meat. And she is uh, she is now on the kind of steak and lobster as well. Right, okay. She, she also likes a few king prawns. Right. And then my nephew Peter has now um, just gone veggie. So um, he will be, yeah, so we'll have veggie for him as well. Then there's also the battle about sprouts. My mum likes sprouts in a traditional way. Nobody else does. So they all want them with kind of chestnuts and with kind of bacon and with whatever. Um, and then we have to have dough from our potatoes. That's kind of the rule. And um, so it is, I probably for 300 people on Christmas Day, I reckon, considering there's only nine of us there. Yeah. Oh. So maybe this uh, number restriction might be quite helpful for the likes of you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just the turkey eaters, that's it. I think I'd have a breakdown if I have to cook all those different things and remember everybody's wants and whatnot. Bloody hell. Oh. Really... I like it. You know, it's what I do. You know, it's, yeah. you know, it's what, 
I've got my job is, so it, it's kind of, it's more fun than just doing a boring turkey, to be honest. To be honest, if it wasn't for the fact my mum and dad love a traditional turkey, you don't think I'd have turkey either. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't like it. I'm not I, so, I, I eat it. Well. Yeah. You'd have what? I'd have beef. beef. Would you? Do it. Yeah. yeah. Change I it. Have, I, have, I just like, no, can't. That's traditional. I always say we should just have beef because I prefer it. But Chris always says you've got to have turkey. He's got this thing in his head. It has to be turkey. It's not Christmas Day if it's not turkey. Have beef the next day on Boxing Day. So that's how, you know, we do yeah. it. But I think beef, we get... We, sh- we should have beef because it's the Americans who got us eating turkey. Yeah. It's a boring meat. As well. I know it's good yeah, for yeah, fat yeah. loss, but it, it's a boring meat. Yeah. Yeah, it's boring. It's got it's iron good. in it or something. It's got something that I really... Yeah. Is it iron? For- yeah, it's really good for you. Like, if you're training, it's a, it's probably yeah, it's better really than chicken. Meat, it? Yeah. Right, yeah. okay. Oh, it's just sorry. boring. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go to the pub. If they're open, I'm going to go to the pub. Is that bad? No. What, on Christmas Day or now? Yeah. No. Well, <laughs> <laughs> she's already been. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm going to, yeah, I think I might do the pub this, this year if it's open. I want to go for a curry one Christmas. Because, yeah. you know, all lots of the curry houses are open. I was thinking, mm. what a great thing to do. Go and have a curry and a few pints on Christmas Day. I'll tell you what. I'm all fun. Gupshup. Think oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think that. Yeah, think, that'd, yeah, that'd be good. I reckon now. Yeah, I'm on it. Don't worry. See you there for Christmas Day. Bish, bash, bosh. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> well, it's been a joy to talk to you because I know that... Um, you're a busy man. You're as lovely to chat to as you come across on TV, which I think is really nice. Because often, yeah. you know, like when we're talking about interviewing people, you meet people, you're about to meet them and you think you know what they're going to be like because yeah, yeah. you've seen them. And when they're yeah. not, you're like, oh God, you know, yeah, Kelly yeah. goes, he's a right dickhead, wasn't he? <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, Simon. Pleasure. Good to Bye. see you. And, and Jen, I'll speak soon. Yeah, right, definitely. Thank bye. you. Bye. 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 The Hot Mess Mums, Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. We've got a bonus episode this week with a chat with Lindsay Queen of Clean, which we recorded last week at Swan HQ. Here's a quick taste. And that must have good feeling. And I bet everyone in the family's noticed that. Oh as yeah, because well. my kids aren't on edge anymore. Because it rubs can off. Sit on the sofa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does have to stand up, stand up with his bare feet because he's not allowed to have his socks or his shoes on. And everyone can relax a bit. Don't forget to check out Swan's amazing products at swanbrand.co.uk.